Go to stnutrition.com, save 10% off, use the code STRONG, S-T-R-O-N-G, and, you know, let's get it going. It's Christmas time. You know, save some money on the supplements that you need for your health and for the longevity of your life, and give it give one to a loved one, you know, this Christmas, and keep them around for a while. stnutrition.com, check it out. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Strong Tower Podcast. So this week, we have the owners of Delaware Chiropractic. If you haven't been there, I suggest you check it out because the things that they can do with your back and adjustments, whatever, if you're having neck issues, if you're having, you know, as we talk about, uh, Dr. John had ear issues and that's what, you know, actually pushed him to want to be a chiropractor. So if you haven't been there, I suggest you check it out. And these two, you know, they work together. They go through the walk of life together, the uh, walk of faith together. And it was just an awesome conversation and be able to talk to them. And without further ado, here, here they are, Dr. John and Jimmy Glenn. It's, it's my foundation. It's my faith. It's my work ethic. It's my drive. It's everything that I've tried to build for myself that has made me who I am. I mean, I've had a bunch of I've had a bunch of different people on, and I love it. I love uh, just talking to so many different people. You know, I have I have people tell me like, "Oh, you need like one thing. You need a niche where you talk about it all the time." You know, and I started out that way talking about health and fitness, and I was just like, oh, "This is boring." You know, just talking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm into so many things. Like, yeah, I was into bodybuilding. But now I'm into, I get into photography and video and music and all these different uh, things of life. And and faith has been a big thing in my life uh, just these past couple years. Because even though I grew up in church, I grew up in Christian school. You know, doing that kind of tried to, I tried to stay away from all of it. Because I grew up doing that. Yeah. You know, so just uh, within these past, I would say two years. Uh, God just kept tugging on my heart and I just gave up and I was like, Hey man, you got it. Take it. And like, I've been happy. I've been, I used to have a lot of anger issues. I've, you know, I learned how to control those and just so many different things have changed in my life all because of, uh, my growing relationship with Christ. And it's been crazy, but that's one of my questions for you guys is like, have you been in it your whole life or like, how did it uh, come into your life, your faith? Gotcha. Do you want to go first? Or do you want to sure. Yeah. Well, similar to you, I grew up going to church. I knew, but I didn't. So I knew the way, but I didn't apply it to my life. And so I, I struggled through college, you know, made some poor, a lot of poor decisions and, um, lived with a lot of anxiety, um, not, not peaceful at all inside. I mean, my personality on the outside, probably a lot of people may not have known that I was struggling on the inside. Um, but I was, so I came, I gave my life to the Lord when I, well, when we got married shortly after we got married, we moved to Wilmington and, um, I was like, you, I just kept feeling the tug. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew 
thankfully my parents took, you know, I grew up in church, so I at least knew where to go, but I was like, Lord, I need you. And that's basically what I said. My life just completely changed. Wow. Absolutely. Now I see, I see God in everything and I'm just, I'm, I'm truly grateful. That's yeah. Awesome. How about that's you? Um, well, I, uh, I was fortunate. I had world-class parents. They were, they were really dedicated. They, they, they showed me what a life of faith was like. I, I went to Christian schools and, uh, they were involved in church and those sort of things. So I was shown, uh, thankfully I was shown how, you know, a life for a responsible adult is supposed to look, but like most kids, you know, you're not particularly interested in immediately emulating your parents, right, yeah. you know, so, uh, and as a young man, it's all, you know, bravado and ego, and I can do anything if I work hard enough at it. So you work to achieve your goals, and, and then when you achieve a certain degree of success, success, you, you set about uh, doing things and buying things that are proof of your success, and uh, that's, uh, if you're smart, you'll learn that that's a pretty empty road pretty fast. Mm. Um, so I guess, uh, it was probably about 15 years ago, um, that I finally got baptized, turn, uh, you know, turn my life, uh, towards, uh, towards Christ. But like any new relationship, my relationship was shallow. Mm. Uh, it wasn't immediately, some people that it's an immediately a deep relationship Christ. I, I didn't work that way. It's very shallow. It started out as a, well, it was typical, what can you do for me type relationships? Right, yeah. um, and then it had to grow from there. And, and, and I had to learn that, you know, sometimes it's a matter of how can I be a benefit to the body of Christ, not just having my own prayers answered, if that makes sense. So it's been a slow growth process for me, but uh, well, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and growing up in church and going to the Christian school and stuff, like, yeah, you always have that seed planted in the back of your mind. But was there a moment in your life where you're just like, you know what, I just need to just give it up and because I can't do everything. I just need to let God take the reins. Yeah, it was probably, for me, it was probably probably seven years ago, I guess it was, when you had when you got sick. So my wife had a, had a health challenge, uh, I guess about seven years ago. Uh, and it was, that was truly the point where I can remember texting one of my friends just saying that we had two young kids. And I can remember texting one of my friends saying, I can't do this without her, you know? And uh, that was where I really had to deepen my faith and, uh, you know, make it much more of not just, you know, oh, you know, benefiting me, but how can, how can I be a benefit to the people around me? How can I look after uh, my, my kids effectively? How can I look after my wife? So, uh, you know, when you're, when you're being held to the ropes like that and your back's against the wall, sometimes that's when it really, yeah, you really bend a knee. And, and that was, that was the defining moment for me. What about you, Jimmy? Well, yeah, it was definitely like right after um, we were married and just uh, we worked a lot growing our business. It, it grew very fast. We were blessed. And um, but there wasn't there wasn't a balance. We worked 
a lot. <laughs> and um, so we were kind of uh, like, I just felt like there was like, I was around approaching 30, you know, thinking about a family, but we had a business, we're working so many hours. And I just kind of uh, realized that there was more to, to my life than, than working. You know, I wanted my purpose. Um, and I love people and I want to, but at that moment, I truly, I think that was the moment where God showed me, well, well, the pregnancies with the kids that, okay, it's time. He, he showed us, we didn't plan it. He showed us, okay, it's time. <laughs> Cause you guys are just going to keep working until you're 80. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would have to say that was right around that period about 10 years ago. Um, I realized, I started realizing his purpose for me. And then when I got sick with a tumor, um, the all that also kind of uh, brought forth more of a purpose of wellness, helping people be proactive, um, just with with their faith, with their relationship with the Lord, but also just making better decisions, you know, with their with their life. So, yeah, just different things along my journey. Kind of like I don't know if it was just one moment. It was just it built one thing built upon another. If that right. makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, completely. And also, like with your, um, you mentioned your business and stuff. Like, uh, talk about your business a little bit. And also with with that, do you see any? I don't know if you would see like backlash or anything because you're people of faith or anything like that. You know what's interesting? Not at all. In fact, we see lots of people, many different faith, religion, lack of whatever. But God is so big and so good. I feel as though like we don't. Um, let me see how I can put this. Um, I feel like we show people more than we say. Okay. That's at least how we try to. I, I feel the light in our office with our staff, with, um, it's hard to put in words, except that I truly feel that God's presence in our office without us even saying it, people know, and they'll ask, I've had people ask me, are you a prayer warrior? And I'm like, well, yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. They're like, I can tell. So that meant a lot to me that they could just tell that I didn't have to let them know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. And so when people come in our office ever since day one, because he, he and I were not from here, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so I felt a little homesick when I first moved here. And I knew that every person that came into our office, God sent them. They could go anywhere. There's lots of chiropractors. There's lots of places that people can go for back pain, headaches, or what have you. Mm -hmm. For them to choose our office, I know that God led them. And I wanted to treat them like family. So every person that walks in the office, for me personally, I truly love them like family. And my little girl say, Mommy, you used to tell everybody you love them. It's because I do. I really love people. Um, no matter what their background is, I just I love them. And I want to show them love and God's love. So, no, I, I do. I don't know. I mean, that's just... 
some some people when they come to the office it's interesting they'll meet us whether it's at a community or event where we do a workshop uh over the years i've done hundreds and hundreds of uh corporate wellness events where i go and i speak on stress management or uh you know science-based nutrition how you know how we can supplement our diet and those sort of things that people will come to the office and and they'll, they'll hear the music or they'll, they'll kind of pick up on that vibe and they'll ask, you know, are you guys Christians? And, and when you say yes, you can almost, you can almost see the relief. They're like, ah, you know, somebody else that knows the secret handshake, so to speak. And uh, that's always been special for, uh, to know that we can provide a place where people can be themselves and not kind of hold on to their, their faith uh, as something that they need to hide mm. because it's so common, you know, in, in the corporate world that, you know, it's something that you, it's a, you know, you're forced to make that a very personal thing um, where they come here. They, they know that they can, they can wear their, their faith right on their sleeve and uh, we'll love them just the same. It doesn't, you know, regardless of their background or who they are, we take care of folks that are uh, from no faith to Christians, to Muslims, uh, you name it. And, and, uh, what what the unifying factor is there is uh, we just all respect each other mm-hmm. and, uh, and and appreciate each other's presence. Yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the big thing too is uh, I've experienced you know whether it be like personal training or right now I uh, I do security. Uh, I I've talked to more people about my faith than I ever have going to church or going to Christian school. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there, you're in the same place with people that believe the same thing. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. You know, but now you got people that believe different things and they're questioning you and they're, you know, some people got mad at me and for no reason, you know, like I've been in, like I've trained people and they would ask me like, why do you seem so mellow? Why do you seem so chill all the time? I was like, cause God's got me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't worry about too much because uh, just not my place to worry. You know, uh, there's things that I do, you know, I'm, I'm on my knees praying for and things like that. But I also don't forget, I talked to the, my brother and his girlfriend last night. I was like, people forget to thank him. They'll pray and pray and pray for something. Then once they get it, it's just, that's it. You know? Yeah. Like we forget to give thanks and we wait till Thanksgiving to try and do that. And I'm thankful. I'm blessed for everything I have every single day. Yeah. You know, but uh, talk about your uh, business a little bit. How did you even get into being like a chiropractor? So for me, it goes back to when I was a child. Uh, when I was young, I had a multitude of, of health struggles, and uh, they were basically all centered around ear infections, sinus infections, respiratory infections. And uh, I'd been to every doctor you could imagine. My parents, you know, they, they wanted the best for me. So they took me to, you know, all the all the best doctors in the, in the, the town that we lived in. And uh, I ended up in a surgeon's office. And when you're in a surgeon's office, you can you can gather pretty quickly uh, what everybody wants to do, which is surgery. Mm-hmm. And they were recommending really a threesome of surgeries um, that were relatively high risk for my age group being about nine or 10 years old. And it was at that point that my dad uh, told my mom, she, he, she goes, he said, well, you know, maybe we should take him to the chiropractor. And his friend at work had been listening to my dad talk about my problems and was saying, just bring your boy to my chiropractor. My dad really dismissed it out, you know, out of hand because 
he was thinking chiropractor, back doctor. Why would I take a, a boy with ear infections to a back doctor? And he finally turned to my mom and said, well, maybe we should take him there. My mom said, why would we take a kid with ear infections to a back doctor? And uh, they took me and the chiropractor was able to, uh, through diet and spinal care and lifestyle changes, he was really able to restore my health in a way that none of the other doctors were able to um, without drugs or without surgeries. Um, so I was like nine, even 10 years old uh, when I already wanted to be a chiropractor. And my friends, they didn't even know what a chiropractor was. My, my teachers were pretty perplexed by that, but I was in sixth grade, just committed. This is what I'm going to be. So, you know, when I, when I come in contact with high school friends all these years later, they look at me as soon as they you know remember who I am. They say, let me guess, you became a chiropractor. <laughs> so uh, it's always been a lifelong thing uh, for me is, is being able to share that health, that wellness, help people avoid, uh, you know, drugs and surgeries. Those things are there should they be needed, um, but I like helping people exhaust all the options before drugs and before surgery. Right. Okay. And what got you guys to go into business together? Like you think that would be tough. You know, you see each other all day at home and then you got to go to work together and you're just with each other all the time. Like how does that work out? She's a saint. Thank you. I don't want that. <laughs> Yeah, well, we met in we met in chiropractic college, and she was from Tennessee. I was from the uh, mountains of Pennsylvania, and I joke around that this was as far north as I could get her, you know, <laughs> in Delaware. <laughs> so we opened up the practice, and it's interesting. I know, I know a lot of married couples that that just couldn't possibly work together, <laughs> and that's no indictment of their relationship. You know, my my parents had a wonderful marriage, and I highly doubt they would have been able to work together. Um, we just, uh, it just seems to work for us. And I was, I was telling, uh, Jimmy just the other day, I was like, boy, you know, I couldn't do this with anybody other than you. This is, uh, it's fun with you. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fun without you. Yeah, I agree. We're, we, we met, we were best friends for three years and I don't know if that's, I mean, he's, he's my best friend and um, but we do two different things. I think that's important. So he is the, he's the best chiropractor. He really is. And, and then I, I call him Batman. I'm Robin. I'll do whatever. <laughs> I'm his sidekick. I'll do whatever else is needed. And we just kind of job really well together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, partner. so do you like, do you have like boundaries? Like, like John, like you don't like burst into her like area and try and like control what she's doing or say she's doing something wrong. You know what I mean? And then other way around. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, no, I've been married long enough to know, yeah. to know not, not to do those sorts of things. Yeah. You know, even the patients will smile and laugh. They know I, I have a very narrow scope. It's health, it's wellness. If they have a question about a supplement or some sort of medication interaction or, you know, the composition of a, an intervertebral disc, they know I'm their guy. Um, but they'll begin to ask me a question perhaps about insurance or finances or something along those lines. And uh, they can tell by the look on my face that I, I get pretty lost pretty quick. So, yeah, Jimmy, she runs everything else, which is pretty remarkable. And, uh, yeah, that's why, uh, you know, quite commonly when the hours go up on the door, I find out about uh, what I'm doing that day right along with the patients. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. 
So starting this business, did you start it together or did you just kind of like hop in as he went along? Started it together. Yeah. So, so yeah. how, how, how was that experience? Was it, was it tough or? It, it was interesting. We started the business. Uh, we had uh, very early on, we, when we first opened the practice, we were, we were young, we were ambitious. We had our knowledge, um, but we had uh, two dilapidated old cars and student loans. Oh. Uh, so we initially had two business partners and uh, they, they financially were able to get the bank loans and those sort of things to, to open the practice and build out the space. And it was interesting that that partnership with uh, those other individuals, it lasted nine months. Because when you go into a business partnership with people, you, you're, you're forced to learn a lot about those people. You learn about the way they treat money. You learn about the way they treat their spouses. And we were just a few months into that business partnership when we found out uh, we didn't like the way our partners behaved with money or their relationships at home. So uh, we you know, put our shoulder to the wheel and were able to uh, secure the financing to buy them out. And uh, thankfully it was you know, really a blessing because we the practice grew very quickly from from that point um and we were still just uh just young young uh, young young people in business as well as in our faith just trying to find our way how young were you what, what age were you when you did when you first went into it so uh like i mentioned i i knew i wanted to be a chiropractor from a very young age mm -hmm. so every step in my education was strategically placed and timed so that I could get it done as soon as possible. So when I started undergraduate school, undergraduate college, I started immediately that summer after high school. So I didn't take summer off. I went right in and I, wow. I went year round, both undergraduate as well as graduate school. So um, I, I was the second youngest student in the, uh, in the chiropractic college that I graduated. I, what was I, 24? So 24 when I, when I graduated with my doctorate and then we were in this practice at, I was 25 when I was here. So, um, so kind of young, you really don't know a whole lot other than your education at 25, you know, right. looking back here at 42, I'm like, wow, I, I was pretty, pretty limited on my, on my knowledge of the world. <laughs> And it's like, so I just started a, uh, a supplement business and I started online first before I even try and have a, like open my own store. And, uh, I've had people telling me left and right, Oh, you should go to school for business. I already have student loans. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't, yep. need to, I don't want to sit and spend four years learning about business. And then when I can learn about it in the world and that's how I mm -hmm. learn better anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it just being thrown at me and failing? Yeah, and that's that's mm -hmm. very commonly the case because uh, in our in our doctorate degree in our education they had a couple business courses, but I mean these business courses were being taught by people who'd never run a business, mm -hmm. you know, very you know very ineffective uh, in terms of in terms of really preparing you for what truly running a business is like. Uh, so we learned all the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the, the you know, the, the, the taxation, you know, we learned all that stuff, the CPAs, the bookkeepers, we learned that all uh, on our own real time in the world, you know, and, 
I have numerous friends with successful businesses. Uh, none of them went to business school. And that's not to, that's not to indict the education that you get at business school. I'm sure it's extremely valuable. Um, but I just know in my, in my little world with uh, the, the people that I know that own, you know, whether it be a Buffalo Wild Wings or a chiropractic practice, none of them, uh, none of them went to business school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. And that seems to be where, you know, this kind of generation of kids – and what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, when people, I hear people complain saying, Oh, there's, there's no one hiring. There's no one doing anything. You know, I was like, you can literally make money doing anything, you yeah. know? So why not do something that you love to do? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, I think it's the funniest thing. Uh, there's people that make money whispering into a microphone, <laughs> you know, it's called ASMR. And yeah. people think those sounds are like the coolest, like calmest things. And there's, there's a lady making millions of dollars just doing that. Yeah. So it's just, it's just proof that you can make money doing anything. And my biggest thing is do something that you love to do. And, you know, I have my job that brings in most of my income on the side. And then before I go there, I do what I love to do. I do yeah. my podcast and I work on my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's fantastic. That's, uh, you know, in my opinion, it's the way to do it. Yeah, you just gotta have the drive. You know, my, my parents, they work together. They owned a camera and electronics store for 30 years. Wow. So, you know, I saw them work together, two different jobs within their business, but it was a very successful business. My dad did not go to, he didn't um, get his degree in camera photography. He was an art major, he was an art teacher but he learned it. So I don't know, I guess being an entrepreneur has always been inside me and it's fun. I feel like we can, the sky's the limit. You can do anything you want. Just believe and go for it. So that's just kind of how I am. Yeah. It's also important to surround your people, surround yourself with people who um, are knowledgeable in specific areas. So, uh, you know, I could try to do the job of a CPA, you know, around here uh, with, you know, tax returns and that sort of thing, or the job of a good bookkeeper. Um, but but uh, understanding what I'm good at and what I'm not good uh-huh. at, and then and then uh, having help uh, in those deficiencies is key. Um, like Jimmy was talking about her father, uh, extremely successful businessman. He, uh, you know, multitude of different businesses from car washes to electronic stores. And uh, if you ask him for his advice, he will always say, uh, surround yourself with people who are knowledgeable uh, in areas that you aren't. Like we're talking about all this success and like what to, how to succeed and all this kind of stuff. But what is one of your uh, most memorable failures? Do you have one? Gosh, you, you learn lots of lessons. And there's, you know, when you life in general, but especially in business, you're 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 humbled very often. Um, I'm trying to think of, of one specifically that stands out where I I really learned a lesson from that was that was profound. You learn you learn lots of little do's and don'ts along the way, and and the don'ts are sometimes uh, more powerful than the do's. Never, you know, if you if you build something you know, and you work at it. Um, and then this is kind of the other side of the coin where I was talking about surrounding yourself with people who are knowledgeable. 
as you, as a business or as, as any type of entity grows, uh, more people are involved with it. And you can sometimes be led to believe that you can't do it without those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can remember a time in practice where our staff had, had grown rather large, um, payroll had grown rather large, uh, and you're thinking to yourself, I couldn't possibly do this without these people. Um, but we need, you really need to stop and remember that, that you did do it without those people. You, you, you built whatever it is everybody is there working on. So um, it's important to always look after uh, the people that are around you, but you never want to be in a position where you feel as though you can't possibly uh, do it without them. I know that was, we found ourselves in that position and it was um, not, not a pleasant one because it can put you in financial trouble. It can put you in trouble with your confidence, can put you in trouble with your faith because you start reacting out of fear and that never makes anybody better. So um, that would be one to, to keep in mind. What is something that you would, you kind of, it's one of those things that, you know, uh, if you knew it now that you would do differently, you know what I'm saying? Like something that you know now that you didn't know when you first started. Looking, but looking back, um, I, I uh, looking back, I know myself personally. I put myself under a lot of pressure, and like there was a big rush. You know, I was talking about my age yeah. at those different times in life. Like, I don't know that that's entirely necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, you you do miss you do miss out on there's there's chapters of life that they they close on you no matter what, no matter how hard you you try to hang on to those. So, uh, you know, sometimes you have to do you know you, you do have to s- slow down and say you know. This, you know, this, this doesn't need to happen as fast as I think that it does. Uh, you know, that, that ties right into God's timing, uh, which is very often different than ours. We tend to tend to have a, a picture of things happening at a very specific uh, set, of, set of sequences, um, but it's, uh, it doesn't always work out like that. And uh, that, that pressure, that, that rush, um, I would advise against. Yeah, because it, it was a lack of balance. Like we didn't see our families as much as I think we would have. Um, we just worked and we missed a lot of birthdays, you know, things like, you know, just with our extended families. I know we would have spent more time with family that I wish, you know, we would have been able to do that. So, yeah, definitely more balance. Yeah. I mean, that's that's funny because that's something that I deal with, you know, uh, I struggle with patience with this stuff. You know, it's something that like, I just, I just want to get there. I just want to get there, you know, cause, and it's, and it's like something that I know I have to just follow God's plan. Like he has a plan for me. He has something set for me and I just gotta, I just gotta stay with the course, stay with the course, you know? And then when something goes bad, it's like, I want to quit, but I was like, it'll never get better if you quit. Yeah. So it's this, and that's funny. And it's just cool to hear you guys say that because it's something that I really struggle with is just trying to go fast with everything. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I always joke around. I have a motto and it's not one to take serious, but it's, if it's, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing fast. <laughs> and uh, that's not really yeah. the ideal way to be like, and I think sometimes it's a guy thing and just be very, very destination oriented. You know, you hop in the car and just, stand on the gas and we don't stop for bathroom breaks and, you know, <laughs> quick, quick little, little splash of gas and we keep going, you know? Um, but you do have to realize that many times it's that journey. The journey mm-hmm. is, is, is part of what, 
what is the joy, but also what, if you allow it to, can make you a better person. Yeah. And then I always have to remember, like a big thing for me was, uh, I was putting, uh, more time and more effort into trying to build a future. And I wasn't focusing on what I had right, right in front of me. Exactly. It's like I was neglecting people and like my wife and stuff like that. And I was just focusing on, I thought I was doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh, I'm doing this for us. I'm doing this for, you know, but then I realized like I wasn't focusing on what I have now and I wasn't balancing that with working for my future. That's a big one. The, the, yeah. That that balance, that balance is it's really that that's the that's that's the bullseye. That's the hard one to hit. And you constantly have to be correcting your course because if you're the sort of person that you put your head down and work, um, it, it can really you know, things can rush by pretty quickly. And before you know it, you've, you've missed things that, that, uh, that are a one-time deal. So, uh, finding that balance constantly, constantly reminding yourself to try to maintain that balance, taking a little time to rest, uh, taking a little time to, to dedicate towards family, to dedicate towards relationships, because just like that relationship with Christ, that it, you have to nourish it, you have to take time, uh, you have to put effort into it. Right. All the other relationships around us are exactly the same way, uh, whether it be a wife or whether it be children. Uh, and, and that's the balancing act, being good at more than one thing in life, mm-hmm. uh, being good at multiple things that matter. Um, I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to be you know, somebody who had uh you know, solid success in an area like business, um, and then be remembered forever as a miserable father. That would absolutely kill me. Um, so, uh, finding that balance is key. Yeah. Yeah. We went years, like not taking a vacation thinking we felt guilty being closed. We had to be there for the patients and it was, it just led us to just exhaustion and, um, I don't know. I don't know why we thought taking, I don't know why we felt guilty taking off for vacation, but finally we reached a point where like, no, we have to take a break. And, and once we did, we're like, Oh my word. Cause it, I mean, you have to reset and mm-hmm. you can't be a hundred percent when you're just exhausted. And, and then starting to feel like when people talk about their vacations, you're like, I wish that could be me. Well, I can, <laughs> you know, you just have to take a break. It's, it, it'll be okay. And, and when we come back from a break, people can tell we're refreshed or ready to go. We're energized. But that was a bit, I, mean, I don't know how long, what was it like 10 years? It was, it was, it was, it was ye- crazy. Yeah. Years and years of focus. And uh, it's dangerous because you can end up beginning to resent what it is you're working on and trying to build mm. and people will notice it. Uh, you'll develop an energy that's repellent. Uh, people won't want to be around you, whether it's in a, a coworker capacity or even a client, uh, you know, client business owner type capacity. And uh, so, so rest, rest and uh, taking a little bit of time to, to get some perspective. Uh, very, very important. Yeah. I mean, that's funny thing too, because I've noticed that in my life and when we started, uh, we're big, uh, Disney addicts. So yeah, I have a problem with Disney, but uh, (laughs) I just like, we love it so much. It's like when we go, we stay for two weeks 
and it just clears our heads immensely and uh, we come back refueled and refocused. And, you know, it's it's a struggle because this year uh, we, tr- we ended up not going. And uh, it's just like, okay, what has to, what is our break or whatever? So like just me and my wife just constantly just talk, you know, because she's working from home. So she's like dealing with having to be stuck at home all the time. Uh, my job's considered essential. So I'm, I get to go to work and I get to be outside all day. So no matter what the weather I'm outside, I love being outside. It's refreshing and all those things. And it's just, I pick apart the little things and I see them as getaways. I see them as, all right, this is a relief. This is, you know, uh, and that's what working out is, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what I try and tell people like, you know, um, whether it be walking, whether it be yoga, it doesn't matter what it is. Like do something, Mm -hmm. you know, get you going. Like, are you guys still working out at all? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, try to at least get, you know, for me, it's that minimum of three days a week of a, of a real workout. A um, little bit of time on the treadmill, some weights. I'll tell, I'll tell my wife, you know, it'll be the end of a long day. I'll still have some paperwork and I'll, I'll put it down. I say, I got I to gotta go pick something up and put it down at least right. a few times you oh, know, yeah. before, oh, yeah. before we go home. And, it, you know, you got to get, uh, you got to get new blood, fresh blood in the brain. And, uh, you know, uh, I once had somebody, I was listening to a pastor and he was talking about a friend who was going through a hard time and his friend asked him, do you want to go for a walk? And the guy responded, a walk, uh, you know, I'm in spiritual warfare here. What do you, what do you mean? And, 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 and the guy said, well, well, I'm not talking about warfare. I'm just talking about a walk, yeah. you know, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you just have to get some fresh blood in the brain that quick. 30, 40 minutes of, uh, of space and uh, ability to have some perspective. It's interesting, too. Uh, during the pandemic, the kids were at home, um, I don't know, for a month or a couple months. So during their what they call brain breaks, it, it could be five minutes, it could be 15 minutes. We would get them on their bikes and we would go right around the block as many times as we could in the amount of time. And then they would. So they really helped me to you know just take any minute five minutes ten minutes and it really made a difference for us and our family just to get outside you don't have if you don't have a bike you can walk do some push-ups whatever but we did do some uh, exercise or activity so that was it was a good time (laughs) yeah and then like for me my dog does it for me my dog gets me outside and going no matter what the weather is she you know because she needs the exercise so i'm like all right let's go to the park you know and then we do our little walk and stuff she won't even play with other dogs because she wants to be with me and do our walk that we always do you know and then i come home and lift something heavy and throw things around Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but sometimes yeah sometimes you just need that but uh what are uh some things that you would tell someone, like, I know you said, uh, surround yourself with people that know things other than what you know. What is, what is something that's put like specific to your, uh, your career and your business that you would tell, that you would tell them? Like a, like a specific type of person that I, that I would 
uh, that I personally would keep around in my business or have near yeah. me in my business, uh, like a specific area of knowledge that I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely the business oriented things. In other words, uh, CPA, a uh, bookkeeper, um, bookkeeping is a big one because you can really, you can really miscategorize things and, and, uh, and cause issues for yourself as well as your CPA. So um, those are two things where basically it comes down to, you know, cr crunching the numbers and knowing the tax code. I, I can't possibly, uh, I can't possibly know those things well enough to, mm -hmm. to do some sort of online tax program or something like that. So having those people has been absolutely invaluable. For me, it's um, outreach or marketing, however you want to yeah. put it. I like calling it outreach or ministry, yeah. reaching people. Uh, I am not tech savvy, so I like to get ideas from different people with our website, with um, just different fun activities we can do in the office to perhaps help people to think of family members that never had their spine checked or that are suffering and kind of reach reach out to them just like we do when we're sharing our faith you know mm -hmm. but to share health and wellness with people that are around them suffering and um so yeah I like I like to surround myself because that's just kind of like my thing I love uh, going out in the community meeting people um talking with them one-on-one -on -one, kind of like we are today and really sitting down and helping them individually. He's great with groups. I get a little nervous with groups. <laughs> I really love one-on-one -on -one coffee talks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I get lots of great ideas. Even my dad, like his market wasn't um, chiropractic, but it's the same. We'll still go back and forth with different ideas that he did when he was my age, uh, reaching his community that I can do. It's just a different product. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. So along your, with your journey in faith, uh, what are some, uh, kind of like resources that have helped you in like the times that you felt down? You know what I mean? Because I know a lot of times I get, I get a way where, you know, that doubt comes in, you know, no matter how much like I pray about it, like I still feel that doubt. But then, you know, uh, I don't physically go to church. I watch uh, the Elevation Church on YouTube with Pastor mm -hmm. Stephen Furtick, and everything he says just hits me in my soul. Like, he just has a way of saying it, and I feel like that's my resource, and that's what a lot of times I'll turn to that to really just, like, wake me up. Like, do you have something like that? Yeah, you nailed it. Pastor Furtick is, is a go-to for us. Oh, he, wow, okay. He is a, has, a, has a gift, Yeah. Um, for me, uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, okay. I get uh, daily devotions. So first thing in the morning, I'm still laying in bed. My alarm goes off. I'll read his uh, daily devotion, which is really just sets my mind before I even put my feet on the floor. So I love that. Um, do you have anything? Um, yeah, Pastor Stephen, uh, amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll do that very, very commonly. But every now and again, we'll, I, I have to go to church. Like I, yeah. I have to sit in church. I have to look around at the people who are older than me and be like, they're still doing it. 
they're yeah. still fighting the good fight. You know, yeah. they're real. They're in my life. I can, you know, they're kind of the, the people that I look up to, so to speak, spiritually, kind of the, uh, my, my spiritual parents, if you will. So looking, you know, looking around, being a part of that energy, getting in, getting in the building. Um, me personally, I have to do that. My wife, she's much better with with online and doing some of the the online uh, church services. But uh, yeah, for me personally, is uh, or or grabbing lunch with somebody who is further along uh, in their in their faith yeah. walk, so to speak. I can remember growing up with sports, and uh, I always wanted to to engage in sports with people who were better than me. So I, so that they could yeah. make me better if they were faster or whatever it might be. Um, so sitting down with somebody who is just, you know, maybe a decade ahead in their faith walk and, you know, grab a quick breakfast with them, whether it be a pastor or somebody who is, you know, somebody I've known for a long time, but uh, yeah, kind of getting either knee to knee with somebody who is, who is pretty wise. Um, we're spending a little bit of time in church and just seeing people really, they, they're still doing it. Do you for guys... me, I, uh, I'm sorry. And another thing oh, I do, yeah. I pray all the time when I find myself yeah. thinking uh, when I, uh, things that I know aren't God's words whether it's doubt or, you know, I just, I know it's, that's not how he speaks. Uh, I'll immediately have like a prayer room, like in the office, there's a room I'll just go to shut the door and I just pray or I'll call my sister and we'll pray together. So even if she doesn't know my specific need, I'm like, but I just need strength or whatever it is that I need that day. So I have people that I go to and just call over the phone and we pray together because when two or more are together, Mountains can be moved, yeah. and I just feel strength with just having another like-minded person praying with me. So I like to kind of end these things talking about what is your mindset? What is your motivation? Uh, just moving forward with everything, like with your personal life, with your business. Uh, do you have any specific goals that you're trying to reach? Because you've, you guys have come so far with your business. It's crazy. And uh, just uh, speak on that a little bit. Go ahead. Um, pers personal goals uh, would be um, continu continuing to improve my, my continuing to work on my walk of faith. Um, continuing, to, I always want to try to be a better and a better dad, you know, uh, to my kids. Uh, but, uh, but ultimately with, with the practice and with the business is, um, is continuing, continuing to be the doctor or the, or the, the, the practitioner that people want to be around. Um, when, I, when I wake up in the morning, uh, one of the prayers I commonly have is, you know, Lord, make me the person that people want to be around and want time from and want care from um, allow me to be, you know, the, the service that they need in their life. So can kind of, kind of improving in that, in that realm, as well as always continue to try to be a better dad and, uh, and then also deepen my faith. Okay. What about you, Jimmy? Same. I want to, um, be it for my children. So, um, I'm kind of, uh, all my, my passion is the, is being here for the patients, the office, but my passion's kind of going as the kids get older, they need me more. Mm. So I, I definitely 
want to increase that role and uh, be there for them a little bit more. But really just what he says in the morning, my prayer is that God will give him wisdom, like my husband, and for healing in the office, just, just for God's healing. And um, yeah, so I don't know, the same, continue to what we're doing. I just kind of want to be more of the mom role eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. That's awesome, guys. And again, I appreciate you so much for doing this. It means a lot to me. Thank you for having us. We, we appreciate you. your time. Yeah, and you guys just keep doing what you're doing. Um, you guys are great, a great couple, great people. And I'm glad uh, like I ran into you those all those years ago and I got to train you when you were pregnant. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> that, actually, that actually helped me get that job. Oh, that's awesome. So that was awesome. I continued. Yeah. You were my first pregnant trainer. <laughs> that's awesome, guys. All right. I'll see you around, and thank you so much. Thanks, okay. Have a great day. Merry All Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas. Bye.